Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Do any of you guys have this mental illness where every time you leave the apartment, you think you left something on or open, you know, maybe you left the oven on or your curling iron on, or you left the fridge door open or the sink running. Well, I have that, except it's worse. My thing is every time I leave the apartment, I think I left the door open and my dog is roaming free. I know it's crazy because what I do know is even if you don't lock the door, okay, you certainly know to close the door behind you. It's not like I live in a barn and the doors just like fly open. I live in an apartment. I don't walk out and just say goodbye and leave the door wide open. I close it. But every time I leave, I am convinced that my dog is roaming the hallways of my building. So much so, I once called my doorman to go check to see if the dog was in the hallway. He definitely thinks I'm crazy. And if you knew my relationship with my dog, I'm obsessed with my dog. My dog is with me all the time, attached at the hip. The idea that I would not be careful to make sure she was safe before I left the house is insane. I do it in the country too. I think, oh, was a screen door open? Was a, I don't know. I'm crazy. And then I spend the entire night worried, like especially in the country that she's gotten out and she's roaming in the forest. And I make people crazy because all through dinner, I'll be like, do you think Blue is out of the house? And I know they think I'm crazy. And I know that's a crazy thing. I I don't know what to tell you. You know, if you're a listener of this show, I always wish I had OCD, but that's not the kind I want. I want the cleaning kind where you have to obsessively clean and organize. But instead I got the door open. Is the door open OCD? And that's not the OCD that I want. Anyway, how many of you deal with this? And does anyone have the dog thing? Because that's really weird. I've heard of the appliances, the TV, whatever. I have never heard of leaving a door wide open so your dog can get out. That's that's a whole new level of crazy. Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Okay, my don't hate me this week. You guys don't hate me, but I'm going to be completely honest. And it's not what we want to hear before a comedic podcast, but I feel like we are living at the end of days. It feels like the apocalypse is upon us. And what it actually feels like to me, I was thinking about this between the pandemic, the different variants, the um, endless hurricanes, the flash floods. It feels like we are living in a video game simulation, kind of like the Hunger Games. And people are watching us and they keep releasing things to see if we could make it to the next level. Does anyone feel like this? Like they're in a control tower and they're like, cue... Flash floods. Oh, they made it. Cue locusts. I'm waiting for the locusts, you guys. I don't want the zombies. Like, I don't think I'd be great with zombies at the door. 
you know, I, I don't, I think I'd be, I think that would be my breaking point. It's kind of getting exhausting and a little depressing. Like it's a little, it's oppressive is what it is. I don't know. I'm just sharing this with you because I want you to know that you're not alone if you are feeling that way. Because I certainly am. Don't hate me for bringing this up in such a lighthearted podcast, but I would be remiss to not mention it. I don't know if I used remiss properly, but I'm pretty sure that I did. Anyway, don't hate me. But I also want you to know that we're in it together. And that's why we can use a little comic relief at this time. My get involved for the week, you guys, is I was actually on an airplane and I asked for lemon in my seltzer and they gave me these packets of true lemon, which is like freeze-dried lemon powder. And it seems to not be toxic. Although I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me, but it is my new jam. I know every episode I'm talking about trying to drink more water because I really am. And I went on Amazon, you guys. I actually shopped from an airplane beverage cart. I went on Amazon and I bought these true lemon packets. You guys, it is my new favorite drink everywhere I go. I'm like an old lady with like sweet and low in her purse. I bring the true lemon packets and put them in your water or your seltzer, you guys. It's like sour lemonade. I'm obsessed with it. You could buy it on Amazon. If you go on my both my Jenna Kingsley IG and my official social studies IG, there is a link to my Amazon shopping list from this podcast and the True Lemon Packets are on it. So you can find it there. I want to say a quick note about this episode, which I love. I love this episode. Uh, I am interviewing Jason Newman, who happens to be my manager. When we were recording, I didn't realize he's like Donkey Kong or King Kong or some sort of, you know, gorilla. He keeps banging his desk with his fists as he talks. So I'm, I'm making that disclaimer because there are points in this interview where you'll hear kind of like a banging noise while he's speaking and there was no way to take that noise out. But I couldn't take the part out where he was speaking because it was crucial to our conversation. So just know I am well aware that there is a banging sound on the microphone and that is Jason's fault. I love you, Jason. Uh, Great work, you guys, with the reviews and the sharing and the subscription and all of it. Thank you so much. If you have not made a review, please go into Apple Podcasts, make a review. A lot of you have asked how to do that. Just go to the homepage of my podcast, scroll down through the episodes, and at the bottom, you'll be able to leave a review. Uh, So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. You guys, I am so excited today. I have actually my manager, Jason Newman, on. Uh, Jason is a manager at Untitled Entertainment in Los Angeles and New York. He's also a dear friend and one of my favorite people on the planet. And before you judge him because he's my manager, he's actually manages A-list, some A-list celebrities. So don't hold it against him that like, I don't want to be your legacy to the people listening. 
Like you're better than this. The, 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 the bar with you set so high that the, the others have uh, quite a mountain to climb still. So not only would I like to welcome you to the podcast, Jason, I would also like to welcome you to the 21st century. Because what the folks at home don't know is after how many years? It was a fun six and a half, seven year run, I got to say. Yeah. He had, you guys, he just got an iPhone like what, two weeks ago. But I had a Samsung. Samsung about six years ago, five, six years ago, uh, wanted to have a big impact in the Hollywood community. So they gave this like really, you know, feel good white glove service and I couldn't pass it up. Like if something went wrong, you hit a button and like a magical person just showed up at your office and like fixed your phone problem. In retrospect, do you think you're the only person that fell for that that Hollywood presence they wanted to have? Because the truth is every single person in Hollywood in entertainment has blue font except for you that held on to the green until two weeks ago. I didn't realize how awful the impact was on my children <laughs> until I got the iPhone. And I apologized to them every day, like three times a day for a week. And, and, and you for that matter. First of all, you, you can't see the typing bubbles. And as far as I'm concerned, first of all, green text, like you're married, you have 72 kids, but guys, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening and you have green text it, and you text a girl you want to date, it makes her vagina turn to ash. There's nothing sexy about green text. As a matter of fact, green text is like kind of aggressive. It's kind of like a fuck you. Like, I don't even care if you know this was delivered or not. There's like no way you even know your text is delivered. And you have so many teenagers. You literally, you guys, Jason has 16 teenagers in his house. You know, they they do multiply after five. There's there's an actual five (laughs) head count that I am responsible for. Um, But they do feel like there's been like add water and they will grow type of gremlin uh, methodology there. But yeah, I I totally feel you on the the green text. Now that I see it, now that I could touch it and feel it, I I am ashamed. (laughs) I, 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 I finally have a regret over having put people through green text visualizations. Uh, And I apologize to all those people for that. And you work in such a tech-heavy environment. You work with like influencers and whatever, creators and like you, you just were like, like, screw you all. Basically, if I screenshot the amount of, oh my God, did you just blue text me over the last <laughs> week? It would blow your mind. I didn't realize the impact of negativity I, I, I had on people over texting. And, and again, I, I'm going to do one blanket apology for everyone. There you go. I am sorry. Wait, we're going to get to blanket apologies after this, but I still have more to say on this topic. Jason actually tried to reach me the other night and I had like six missed calls from him because he's in a TikTok housekeeper hole, which we're also going to cover later. But when I didn't answer, he texted me and he said, I have an iPhone and you still won't answer. Like now you think iPhone, the fact that you have an iPhone, rather than it just brings you up to the level of regular and normal, you think it's like a bat phone, like a VIP bat phone. Why am I wrong? (laughs) Okay. And there's also one more thing we have to cover. Jason and I were on a meeting like a week ago, uh, a Zoom meeting. There was like eight girls on this call. And Jason had to come clean. He, he wanted to... He had just gotten the iPhone. He wanted to announce it. And one of the people on the call was like, you know, Jason, when I met you, I, he met Jason, she met Jason at a party. She told the story that he asked for her WhatsApp. 
And she was like, who asks for WhatsApp? Like, by the way, it's not like you're in Australia and she's in Dubai. Like you're both in LA. Correct. Correct. So Jason didn't want me to hear about that story that you're going around asking for WhatsApp. The truth of the matter is <laughs> Jenna Kingsley's voice popped in my head. <laughs> and I just heard this, don't give her your mobile number right now because you're going to have the green text. And, and for the, it was a bizarre moment. Like I never felt embarrassment like that before. <laughs> like, like, like a lower class citizen with, with, with this green texting that it wasn't going to go well. So I'm like, you know what? Let me have your WhatsApp. By the way, I'm trying to decide what's more awkward at like a, a Hollywood entertainment party. Is it, can I have your phone number and I'll green text you? Or is it, can I have your WhatsApp? I, I, I got to admit, when it came out of my mouth, it felt very stalkery and it felt very <laughs> weird. And there's no going back. In life, there's no rewind, stop, you know, <laughs> record over. It's, this just happened. And, and, of course, the first thing I did when I was done and I left and I think the next morning I called you, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I could have screwed the whole deal up. This, this could have gone so bad. I, and I asked for her WhatsApp. It's amazing. I'm happy that it did happen, actually, because uh, it's a great story. And you know, I like great stories. Hey guys, it's Gabby from What's Gabby Cooking. And seeing as how we've all got a little extra time on our hands at home, um, hello, social distancing, let's get down to business in the kitchen. Come hang every Monday while we talk about all things food and I answer your burning questions about cooking, ingredients, swaps, tips and tricks, etc. I'm also gonna be highlighting super rad small businesses and we're gonna be learning about other incredible makers in the food world. And who even knows what else? Anything's fair game in 2020, right? What's Gabby cooking in the wild? Here we come. I want to talk about blanket apologies. That's a term that I'd never heard before until, again, same call we talked about earlier. We get on the call and in the beginning of the the meeting, you said, before we begin, I would like to issue a blanket apology for anything I say during this meeting. Yes. Yes, I do recall that. I've never heard of blanket apologies. I think they're a great idea. Can you tell me more about them and do they work? It's definitely an icebreaker. (laughs) It's definitely a nice room warming upper. Um, Philosophically, it it, it came to me over the last, I don't know, about two years ago. And, you know, the whole world environment has changed. And I'm a big fan of comedy. And, you know, you, you listen to the greats like Chappelle and even back to Eddie Murphy or whatnot. And I don't want to see that ripped away from great entertainers. So the oversensitivity of people, so it's been bothering me. So yeah. I now enter many conversations by saying, let me just say this. We're about to have a conversation. Nice to meet you. My name's Newman, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do a blanket <laughs> apology for anything that I may say without any true hurtful intentions behind it. So in case you get upset, like, I don't know how sensitive this person is I'm about to speak to. Yeah. But I just want you to know, nothing is meant to hurt your feelings. I think it's a great idea. I think everyone should start their conversations now with blanket apologies. Does it work? I, I find it very effective. So and you it, can I think, then... I think it takes people's guards down. I think the guard from people and that, that sensitivity will, will drop a notch or two or three where it, it will actually... Uh, make the conversation go not tragically if you make a mistake. It's very Larry David. Like it's very, it's a very Larry David thing. 
I may offend you and I'm sorry. I think for now on for conversations, when I you know see someone, you can't shake their hands anymore. But when you give a little nod, I'm going to you know again and just like, hi, I apologize. And then introduce yourself. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to issue right now a blanket apology for anything that's ever said on this podcast. There you go. And on no other podcast episodes will you ever have to say that again. I'm so glad. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it's great. Well, the insurance companies invented umbrella policies, the just in case for the just in case. Well, I'm going to do a blanket apology just for the in case for just the in case. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Blanket apologies. The best way to describe Jason's fashion is Jason likes to wear things that you could buy on Sky Mall or Brookstone. It's like clothes that have a utility purpose. Is that a good way to describe your fashion sense? I think you nailed it. It's, 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 <laughs> you, it's utility comfort. It's a whole new category. It's utility. All of his clothes, he still heavily relies on the cargo pant. This, because this is the cargo pant of, of onesies. There's two, four, six. Eight, can you like stand up? Pounds. Can you stand up for a second? So for you, when for you, I would. you guys, Jason is wearing. Okay, let me just describe it. Uh, like I had to describe the magic show. Jason is wearing a onesie that has cargo pockets, zip pockets, a hoodie. There, I'm sure there's a pen holder, a phone holder. I, what else is in there? Well, I'm looking for the pen holder now. Yes, there are pen holders, right? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He, <laughs> and by the way, guys, he'd walk around with pens in the pen holder on his sleep. Right? Correct? Just for the the bizarre chance you actually have to write something down instead of taking a picture or typing on your note section. See, I now know there's a note section on the blue text to phone. Also known as the iPhone. So you wear these onesies like out? Like you have, by the way, he has shorts onesies. He has long pants. Yes. Oh, you're wearing shorts. Okay, so where will you I'm wear that? Because I live in Los Angeles. Where will you wear that? Every morning when I walk the dog. But so will you wear this onesie to like the store or to lunch? I've not found the courage inside <laughs> me enough to, to, to do the <laughs> lunch move. Okay. I have worn it to get gas in the car. I okay. have worn it to go into to the mini shop. Oh. Do you call the do you call mini shops in, in New York at gas stations? I call, you call them mini shops. What do you call I them just call it the gas station. The gas station, but there's yeah. a store at the gas there's station. There's a store, but it's just the gas station. Like I'm going to get cookies at the gas station. Okay, fair enough. Like, do you qualify? Do you say the mini shop at the gas station? Like, you have to go that far? Oh, I even shorten it. I go. I'm going to the MS, the mini shop. I don't even go like full <laughs> letters anymore. Now. <laughs> After you survive three teenage girls, everything's told with letters that do, that stand for a specific word. Okay. In addition to onesies, Jason has also know, been known to wear necklaces that hold your sunglasses? I have been disgraced in my own house by my children for doing that. Yeah, you should be. I, I you you should be. Off. Yeah. I put them down. I, I have this necklace that my wife gave me with a little round circle on it. And you're supposed to take your glasses, fold it up and, and put it in and you don't lose your glasses. And she has a real nice one. It's like a gold chain. They got me this like rubbery one. And if I only had a picture of your face when you first saw it uh, wearing at me, I, th that was the moment of complete and utter humiliation for about <laughs> 0.5 of a second. But that 0.5 of a second has never left my mind and my heart and, and my feelings because I just saw like utter disgrace. I mean, I thought you were going to cancel me for wearing that. It was another 
utility wear, which I respect, I do respect it. But you guys, this necklace that he's talking about, it's a necklace with a big circle. It looks like you've joined a cult. Like you're in the circle cult. Like it's like- It was the, it was the O, it was the big O. Yeah. And so he wears it and there's a big O on his neck. And then when he's done wearing his glasses, he'll hook them in to the, he wears a necklace strictly for the glasses. Now I, I respect it in many senses. Like I do. But it's also really only certain people can really pull that off, like you and coaches, maybe. I think I've just been so demoralized by having five <laughs> children where they've like devoided <laughs> me of feeling that I just don't care what people say anymore about me. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done with the utility clothes. You also, I'm trying to think through the years, there's had to be some sort of glasses with like a light on it. You, you probably owned those at one point. I've seen many people walking around my neighborhood at night with the headbands, with the LED lights on it. And, I bought one know, of those. You actually own one of those? Well, because I hike and, and right. as it gets For dark. hiking, I get. Yeah, but that's weird to walk your dog with it. Just you're, you live in like Beverly Hill. Like you live in LA. Like where, why yes. do you need a headlamp at night? Are there no street lights? Not only are there street lights, it's sidewalks, <laughs> it's lit up. You can totally see where you're going. You don't even have to have 2020 vision. It's so beyond obvious. And I always see these two, this one couple in my neighborhood with these LED lights on and I stop and I'm a block away. That's how powerful these LED lights are. I'm a block away. These are long blocks where I live. And my dog and I just stare at it and we're like, oh, no. Like I put my foot down on the utility of lit headband wearing while you're in a, a you know residential neighborhood. I understand the hiking. Like, yeah. Totally acceptable. But when you're on sidewalk, nah. Something very exciting happened for Jason and I this like two weeks ago. I was on the phone with Jason and I was describing the state of my apartment, which was in complete and total disarray. It's the biggest mess ever. And I was like, Jason, like, I can't even function. My apartment looks like a my apartment looks like a sloth hovel. And he's like, What'd you just say? I was like, it's like a sloth hovel. He thought I was describing like a sickness. And I was like, no, no, it's a sloth hovel. He's like, what's a sloth hovel? I was like, I just tried to string together the worst, most disgusting way to describe what my apartment looks like. And I thought of sloth and hovel. And since then, Jason and I have used, we found the new word like fuck. You know how you can say fuck it, fuck this. I fucking love it. Like fuck can apply to anything. Sloth hovel, we have, as it turns out, can be used for, for anything. And we use it constantly now. Give some examples, Jason, of, of what's a sloth hovel. My not preparing for this podcast by putting down fabric so it would, you know, lower <laughs> the echoing is a complete sloth hovel move. It's sloth hovel. Okay. We also, I also decided like there could be a type of porn sloth hovel, like hottest sloth hoveling on the internet. That I want to make an OnlyFans for Sloth Hovel. Like I want to see if I can make it viral and make it the most subscribed to OnlyFans. You've yes. heard it here first, folks. And Jason, you're my manager. You'll make a lot of money if I do that. Well, we're already in the process of trademarking it. <laughs> to any mistake we see or, 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 or something that just doesn't feel right or you know, someone cutting someone off in traffic, that is an act of Sloth Hoveling. 
it's sloth hobbling. Absolutely. Dating and down. I think it's a great dating, dating down. You're sloth hobbling. There could be like I like we were saying like if you go to a restaurant with a rundown bathroom or something, it could be like a total sloth hobble. Oh, I've been to some of those. It's it's scary sometimes when you're going on a road trip and you you know got to pull over and go to the gas station and you and the kids got to go out and you got to hold the door open with your foot so the child can go to the bathroom without touching anything in the bathroom. It is an act of sloth hoveling inside there. <laughs> that, that, that happens and they got to come back out. No, but you could also say to your kids, guys, you cannot go in there. It's a total sloth hovel. It's the greatest. It, it's like, it, that is a, like blanket apology. Sloth hovel is like a blanket word for so many things. Well, you know, let's, let's look at the United States. I mean, the disparity of the two parties. We're living in one giant sloth hovel in this country right now. We're going to have to undo it. Someone's got to stop up. I just thought of another way you could use Loth Havel. Like if a meal is so good and you you chow it down in one second, you could just be like, I just friggin' Sloth Havel'd that. Well, I'm so tired of hearing all these, you know, the young millennials and the generations, you like, I killed that. Well, if you're eating the hamburger, it's already been killed. You're enjoying it. But now you can say you Sloth Havel'd it. You Sloth Havel'd it. You guys, listen, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, it's very important to me that this term becomes mainstream. Like it's I, Jason and I, I think we should sell Sloth Hovel merch. Definitely. It's not even a question. But like you guys are going to be able to order Sloth Hovel merch because I'd like Sloth Hovel to be one of the social studies terms. Like I really think it is that great. And I think everyone needs to use it. By the way, my son started using Sloth Hovel because of us. There you go. Get the kids doing it. Get the kids the way, doing let's, it. Let's, let's, let's challenge your listeners. Okay. Whoever comes up with the best font yes. for Sloth Hovel. Because yes. I've tried to get Jenna to tell me what font she wants to do. <clears throat> Whoever does the font will get a free delivered FedEx delivery, however we choose to get it to you, Sloth Hovel hoodie. Yes, correct. You heard it here first from Jason. Excellent, excellent idea. It's a sloth hovel competition. It's a sloth hovel. This is the first social studies competition. And I like it. You guys, I, we want to show us show us your best sloth hovel. In fact, tag at social study, official social studies, and at Jenny Kingsley in your in your if you want to put it in your story and and we'll share it too on social studies. Um, I love it. Good idea, Jace. Do you have a fear of dirty bathrooms? Because I went to a meeting with Jason once and before I went into the bathroom, this is a true story. Beautiful, by the way, very high-end production company in West Hollywood. He insisted on going into the bathroom first, cleaning it down like he was a secret service. He checked all the stalls. I think you cleaned the toilet seat. You went above and beyond to make sure I was safe in the bathroom. I, I did everything but the toilet seat clean. I just, I, I looked at it and I, I pointed to the one that was the cleanest for you to then go <laughs> into. Because it, it, in LA, there's so many of these you now unisex, I guess you call them non-binary bathrooms where on the outside of the bathrooms are, are all those things so people can wash their hands next to each other and be like, eh, how, how was yours? Mine was good. Um, and, and then there's just these row of doors. You open the door and you, you, you go in, male, female, whatever it is yeah. you are, how you want to describe yourself to the world, um, mm -hmm. are, are moments to go in there. You know, I, I wouldn't be doing full service management if, if you didn't check out these individual doors and make sure they were clean-ish to a point. I don't want to, I don't, I did not want you walking into what we didn't know back then was a sloth hobble environment. 
<laughs> Do you in general though have a fear of like bathrooms? It seems to be high on your list. Yes, I find public bathrooms to have a very anxiety driving effect on me. I don't like touching things. I don't know why every bathroom is not converted to full electronics. When you get close to the door, the door should open automatically. You should have to yeah. touch the door. The touching of the doorknob is a problem because you wash your hands and then it's you have horrible. to like, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Makes no sense. I like, agree. Why even have a sink to wash your hands if you've got to then grab the door to do it? Sometimes I've actually wait on the inside. So hopefully if I wait like 60 seconds, someone's going to come in where I can then <laughs> kick the door open with my foot so they can get out. And then there's someone in the bathroom like, why is this creepy man been standing here for seven minutes? It's not comforting for other people in the bathroom. I totally got, they, they, they probably think I'm sloth hobbling them in the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, why is he hovering? Why is he hovering around? You're like, oh, I'm just and, waiting. And if I was in a onesie, if I was in a onesie, <laughs> if I was in a onesie during this, they would definitely be calling 911. Like there would <laughs> be cops way, outside the bathroom trying to get me. I want to call 911 on you right now for wearing this on the interview. I'm dead. I love it. I need to get some visuals. I will also post pictures of Jason's outfit. I I, I will take a, sh- uh, I guess I'll have one of the kids take a full body shot to, to get Oh, we definitely other. need um, a full body shot. I want to talk about running into people that you don't want to see on the street because that happened the other day. Right right up there with bathrooms. Oh, it's public bathrooms. Just just kills the day, kills the moment. and, And one of the nice things about COVID is that you have a mask on. So people are not sure and like it's easier to fake it. But I was on the phone with Jason the other day and it happened. I, I, I was on the phone with Jason. I didn't want to get off. And I ran into people I knew. And I just was like, oh shit, Jason. And then I had to... I don't know how they recognized me because I was on the phone and I had a, my face covered. And then I, I kind of like said hi and I got out of it. But Jason later contacted me. He was like... He called me and he's like, I want to make sure if you saw me on the street, <laughs> that you wouldn't do that to me. And I said to you, I said, Jason, I would have stopped. We would have gone for, for a drink and some oysters. And you know what? He gave the best response of all time. He said, I love how you go right to shellfish. That was... <laughs> that, because here's the thing. When you dr- day drink, don't you think of in the summer, don't you think of like shellfish? Oysters? Nothing complements a day drink as, as, as shellfish does. You I mean, need shellfish. Go-to food. Yes. What and, else and would you eat? I love the fact that shellfish was described to me as a, a term of endearment and comfort and non-anxiety writing that you wouldn't cancel me. I felt so secure in our relationship. <laughs> you said we would, you know, have oysters together. I think sharing shellfish amongst two Jews, there's really no better way to say, I'm so excited I ran into you. TikTok's dangerous. And and I put it off until Jenna finally got in my head. Okay, I'm gonna do it. And 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 what happened is is I'm, I'm I've never blamed anyone else because I'm responsible for my own actions, but I, I'm gonna give you about 10% of blame on this one. 
I'll, I'll gladly take the blame. I like to say I'm the David Koresh of TikTok. Like I like to bring my friends in, in, I like to coax them into TikTok and I like to take responsibility for the addiction. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like something clearly is mentally wrong, but every time I addict a new person to TikTok, I feel happy about it. You feel not alone. You feel like, okay, now, now experience this with me because no, I'm yes, gonna go further going to on TikTok s- is uh, like living I'm, in Waco, Texas. I'm going to go further than that. I'm going to say it's darker than that. I am happy when I create addicts, not addicts. I don't want anyone to be a drug addict or an alcoholic. I uh, like we to- We already did a blanket apology. We're okay. Yeah, blanket apology. Exactly. We're, 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 we're yes. before this thing. We're fine. We cannot yes. offend. Yes. She did not mean addicts for, for danger purposes. I meant strictly TikTok addicts. I get a cheap thrill out of creating them. And I, I have no horse in the game, by the way. I wish I did, but I don't. But whenever someone becomes addicted to TikTok, I feel- proud of myself. Well, I don't know what that says about me. Because you you threw me down. Some people call it going down a dark rabbit hole. I, I find this a very well-lit, LED headlight lit rabbit hole of, of you know, bettering yourself. Because I, I, I find things that are bright and shiny and, and, and nice yes. and, and, and leave you feeling good and clean. Yes. You're not... Okay. So we have gone... The listeners know uh, what Jenny... Jenny, they've heard of Jenny's TikTok addictions on her her episode. Jason's TikTok addiction is to the housekeepers of TikTok. He, tell us a little about it. They, by the way, have about 3 million followers each, these housekeepers that you're obsessed with. This one particular person tells a story with such passion and conviction and excitement that you you just can't stop watching her. She's she's fantastic. She lives in Austin, Texas. Married, has a thriving social media business, and she talks about cleaning. That is so passionate about it that she's creating happiness for people. She, she was telling one story where during the pandemic, people were having a hard time through depression physical impairments that weren't able to clean their homes, their apartments, where they, wherever they're, 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 they're living. And she would go there and do it for free and make it look brand spanking new. And the details, she amazing, well-educated by, by, you know, trying these different instruments out has pinpointed the best of the best. I do not need to question her judgment anymore in making something clean and, and, and beautiful. And she does it beautifully and, and she's incredible. And I wish her nothing but the greatest success. And I can't stop watching the videos. I know. It, it, it just makes me feel good. I love it so much. And I just want to read a text from you. I'm going to read a text from you, you guys. So I was saved a text to read. Oh gosh. I, saved, I, I don't delete oh, any no. texts or emails. Remember, there's a blanket apology listener. So no, I, no I think it's great. There, you didn't okay. write anything bad, but this is how major Jason's addiction has gotten to TikTok housekeepers of TikTok, which is I was at dinner, couldn't get the phone. He calls me. Then he, I see I have a DM. I have an alert. I have a DM from him. Then he texts me and he says, you must see my DM. No joke. I have the same mop as my favorite housekeeper. She removes the toilet seats to clean in the areas that lock the seat on the toilet. I'm in love. So you guys... <sighs> He didn't, he doesn't just watch. Okay. Then he goes to Instagram. 
He stalks them on Instagram. Then he sends me the stuff. And then he stalks me because he wants me to see the mop. He, he feels proud. He has the same mop. I, I, I've created a monster and I'm so happy about it. I, I, I am a you know, glowing example of TikTok. Jenna, Jenna influenced TikTok viewing. Jason revealed something to me recently that was really upsetting to me because we were discussing, we both had started The Serpent on Netflix. By the way, unbelievable show. So good. So good. If you have not watched The Serpent on Netflix, you must immediately watch it. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil it. But anyway, we started watching it on the same day. So naturally, the next day, I call him and I'm like, holy shit. Can you could you believe what's happening? And he's like, no, I only watched the first episode. I was like, what do you mean you only watched the first episode? When you watch a show like that, that, that that's that good and you have a whole season, yeah, do you yeah, just yeah. watch one episode like a psychopath? You binge the entire thing. And Jason told me he watches one episode of a show and you have a number of shows and you you rotate them. Yes, I apparently what Jenna pointed out to me is not binging is a new psychopath. Like if you, if you do binge, you're watching the content correctly. But if you don't binge, sometimes I end up binging, but only two or three episodes at a time because it's too much. And I take a, a day off because I, I want to conserve it. I, I, I don't want to get to the point where how many times you like get in a conversation with someone they're like, I have nothing else to watch on Netflix. I've watched everything. That's like, me. Oh, stop, stop. Hold on. It is physically impossible to watch watch everything okay, <laughs> on Netflix because you'd be 900 years old if you did. That's how much content is on Netflix. It's an impossibility. It's an improbability. It could never happen. Um, you would have to stay up, not sleep for about 10 years straight and just have your eyes stapled open and, and, and watching this. It's not going to happen, but it, it, you got to spread it out. I don't know. No. Spreading it out is the green text of, of TV watching. Spreading it oh, out you're, you're, is you're so... You're sloth me right now. You're spreading it out is me. so dated. It's like back... That's like back when 90210 was on the original and you'd have to wait every week. Like that, I get it. You don't have an option. But now you could watch the whole... Know what happens? And yes, I will stay awake till 4 a.m., until I finish, like Cobra Kai, I don't watch one at a time. I had to watch the entire thing and I didn't go to bed until like 4.30 in the morning. And to me, that's nor- That's what normal people do. It's not healthy. I mean, but it's like, really what about, not healthy. Like on a rainy Sunday and you have nothing to do, you wouldn't watch an entire season of a show like a regular self-respecting person? Well, you just described <laughs> on a rainy day. I live in LA. There's that's true. four of those a year. So I don't really get to experience that East Coast. By the way, that's a good comfort. that's a good point. Is binging lower in LA because you have nice weather and you can go out? Like, because we have some dark months where you just can't go outside. Totally. Um, I would assume geographically that that plays a big part in it. Um, you know, you'll never get the answers out of the streaming platforms because they keep that stuff sloth hobbled away in some kind of box. <laughs> they keep um, it in a sloth hovel in the basement. They, but that's actually a really good point because here, mm-hmm. we just tape our eyes open until it's over. We just literally, that's what we do. I get it. I get it. Because we don't have sunny days until now. This, this is when the magic happens. But in the winter, 
you have no choice but to watch the whole season in one sitting. So the bottom line is, I can't discuss the serpent with you for another six months. Is I that know what enough about the serpent where the first episode, it, 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 the first 10 minutes got me hooked. Great writing. Are you still acting, only on episode well one? Are I've, you- completed, I've completed episode one. Today, I will go into episode two. I will say this from what I do know just by watching the first episode, international plane travel will suffer because of this. Like forget school abroad. I'm never going. I'm never going away again. I'm literally never going away. I'm never going away again. It was so because it's true. It's really happened. I know this is a tangible thing that 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 does happen on a regular basis, and it's 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 horrific. By the way, everyone should make their kids watch it. If you have kids that are at the age of going abroad and backpacking and all that, go watch. Make them watch it. Um, Jason, I'm so sad that I have to let you go. This has been so much fun. You're the best guest as I knew you would be. Is there anything that you want to add before we leave? Is there anything you want to plug? Do you have any projects for anyone you want to plug? Uh, there's a fun ABC competition show that'll start airing, uh, June 26th, the first ever social media competition show called follow hashtag follow me. Um, oh, so that's that's an exciting thing that we're involved in. But it, it, this is a pleasure. Um, I'm honored to do this. And even if I didn't represent you, what you do on your podcast is so fun and entertaining. I cry with laughter. Uh, it's fantastic. You popped my podcast. I've never been on a podcast yes! before. You, you, you deep podcasted me. I'm so glad I'm your first. I mean, do we have a cigarette now? Yeah, 100%. Guys, thanks so 100%. much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.